Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good day, Rutgers Nation. We are back talking all things Rutgers. Uh, the football team took a tough loss to Ohio State, but as a fan, you've got to feel good about this team. You always know what you're going to get from this team, and that's tough, hard-nosed football. Um, before we get to some other news, you know, just, just to put some things in perspective, um, you know, a friend of mine from back home lost his brother uh, a couple of days ago, also lost his dad a little over a year ago. So our thoughts and prayers are with them and uh, their family. You know, we're living during a very interesting and tough time. So just just tell the people close to you uh, that you love them every day. Never go to bed angry and, um, you know, just spread love and good vibes because you never know, unfortunately, when something bad can happen and change your life and your family's life. And um, let's uh, let's talk hoops real quick. The hoops team uh, came in in the preseason rankings, ranked number 24. That's pretty awesome. First time Rutgers being ranked in a long, long time. Uh, Ryan, you got any uh, nuke fact checks on the hoops team with the rankings? Well, Alex, this was actually the one. Uh, this is the first time we've been preseason ranked in God knows when. This past season, the 2019-2020 season, before it was cut short, we were ranked for the first time since the 1979 season. So this is an enormous, enormous um, achievement by the Rutgers basketball team. Just shows all the work that Steve Peichel's been doing. It's absolutely incredible. I know Rutgers fo- basketball is back, but you know what's back is bet online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. This past weekend, my Rams were off, but then I decided to go Steelers money line. It was a little shaky at the beginning, but you know the Steelers pulled it out, and I got my money from Bet Online. From game spreads and totals, team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to Bet Online to AG today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's Bet Online to AG and sign up today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. But Anyway, going back to Rutgers football, which was the main topic this podcast, Ohio State's really good. Justin Fields is one of the best players in the country. I personally think that he is right up there with Trevor Lawrence. I know some people like him just don't like him as much as Trevor Lawrence. But in my opinion, he has more total touchdowns than than completions this year through three games. He is absolutely on fire. Ohio State is one of those blue blood programs that – has been incredible over the past decade and in the past five years. Um, they were Rutgers was down 35-3 at half, but they continued to fight the entire game. We had so many trick plays. Sean Gleason is showing how incredibly creative he is on the offensive end, and we scored 27 points. Last time we were in at Ohio State, we only scored three. We lost 52-3. We lost 49-27. You can see a vast improvement. And, you know, I think it's only going to go up from here. I know, obviously, we wanted to win the game, but we competed to the very end. And I think there's a lot of good tech- takeaways to, to, you know, take from the game. Yeah, and the, the main thing I'll say in terms of trends um, going back to the Indiana game is we are getting crushed in the second quarter. Um Against Indiana, 17 points. Against Ohio State, 28 points. We are playing really good football for the majority of the game. And we need to figure out what it is that's going wrong in that second quarter. Uh, If we can just keep it close in the second quarter, it looks like from an analytical perspective, it seems like Rutgers is going to 
maybe win every game they play in. Um, I, I know that from a total perspective, um, you could argue, well, Ohio State wanted to get their twos in. Well, well, they couldn't get their twos in because we kept fighting. I mean, Urban Meyer said it the other day. That's the type. That's the type of game where where you're getting your twos ready, and then Rutgers keeps fighting, and they keep going toe to toe with your ones. So I don't want to hear that excuse. And as a Rutgers fan, you shouldn't give that excuse to yourself to make to be pessimistic about feeling good about that performance because it was a very good performance. They were going against the Ohio State ones for pretty much the entire game. And you know what? Since Rutgers joined the Big Ten Conference, you know how many points we've scored, Rye, against Ohio State in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19 combined? How many? 48 points. We scored 27 uh, the other night we scored 27 the other night that's that's incredible that's that's more than half like this Rutgers offense is a very good offense is it an elite offense in college football no not yet has all the potential to be I think um but what we did see that it's a little bit of both we didn't play great defense and it's a little bit of Ohio State is really effing good and we made some mistakes. Yeah, that's all it comes down to at the end of the day. Um, I know going back to, you know, we play Rutgers playing against Ohio State's room ones for the entire game. I think there's something to say about a team being up 35-3 and they're not just going to fight as hard when you're up by that many points. But that's taking nothing away from Rutgers fighting into the entire game. Justin Fields played the entire game. So to keep those ones on the whole field for Ohio State is absolutely incredible. Um, I know that prior games, Ohio State was on their second and third strings probably within the second or third quarter easily. Yeah, so dude, that- we were Tate Martell's whole freaking highlight tape. Like, rid- ridiculous. <laughs> I know, Tate Martell wasn't even good. <laughs> it's crazy to think about that, just how far we've come in a year compared to where we were. So it's really encouraging to see. Um, it just shows that Ohio State's honestly at another level just in terms of the Big Ten in general. And I know Rutgers is trying to fight to be at that level at some points, but we got to take baby steps. So I think probably the best thing that I saw during the game was just the absolute offensive creativity by Sean Gleason. And once again, Bo Melton, four-star recruit, finally showing why he was recruited that highly and was that highly rated of a recruit. Dude had an incredible punt return, and he had seven receptions for 86 yards. He is balling out the early part of this season, and it just shows how Rucker still has talent, and Chianos and Sean Gleason are bringing the most out of everyone. Another guy who I thought had a pretty good game that we talk about a lot on this show in particular was uh, Crickshank. I thought he made some pretty good plays, run after the catch, uh, in particularly great awareness to know that he wasn't down in that first quarter to give us a chance to get three. Um, And then I I think that the offensive line played a lot better. And that's against a better opponent. Like, that's a big deal to play well from an offensive line standpoint against Ohio State. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. The O-line has looked so much better. Um, I think that going back to Crookshank, he is a really – he's a huge playmaker just – for us, and he brings a whole new dimension to the offense. Sean Gleason uses him in a multitude of different roles, like he's taking the top off the defense, coming across the middle, using him as a returner, using him as a runner. He can basically do anything, and I know we talked about him in other episodes, but Johnny Langan, once again, using the goal line package and throwing the ball again. Dude had dude had a rushing touchdown, and he had a throwing touchdown, so they're, using, they're getting the most out of him 
game too. So it's honestly really good coaching, and I think that Rutgers, once they get more and more guys, I know, uh, shout out Giovanni Haskins, you know, transfer from West Virginia, had another touchdown touchdown this, um, this week, actually his first of the year, but they're using all the guys that they have, and they're fighting to the end, and they're being creative, and it looks like just this whole new life has has you know come into Rutgers football, and we're going to be a contender for at least a couple more games. We got Illinois next week, so we could be, if we're two and two after four games, that is an absolutely incredible stretch for us. Well, and then you look at the special teams, Justin Davinovitz with another onside kick, dude from Bridgewater is becoming an absolute weapon on the uh, the kickoff team. Um, and then I think uh, Corsac looked pretty good for what his opportunities were. Um, and then uh, I think the one thing that kind of that kind of bums me out a little bit is the fake punt that Ohio State got because I really thought we were still in that game, and I think that was potentially a 14 point swing. And we talk about the problems Rutgers has been having in the second quarter. That's the scores 14 to three in the second quarter when they run that and they go and score, make it 21 three. I mean, even if we can just prevent them from scoring because we have the ball, like maybe we score, maybe we don't, but just changing that momentum. I really thought the game turned for the worst in the first half after that play. And I think, um, I think from a standpoint, you just don't expect Ohio State to to pull things like that uh, because of how good they are. It's almost like they don't really have to. You got to think Ryan Day and that coaching staff were feeling the pressure from Rutgers. You had to, that's a that's a great point. And the you know when you're down fourteen to three against the number three team in in the horseshoe, you know, and they're using a fake punt, you know, to really, you know, to get another first down to trick you. That just shows that Rutgers is so much more competitive. I would have never thought that Ohio State would have resorted to a fake punt in order to, you know, convert a first down against Rutgers. I thought, you know, Rutgers fans in general would have probably thought that, you know, Ohio State would be up by a million points, would never in a million years have to use a fake punt. But the fact that they did that just shows that they respect Rutgers. And, you know, it was almost like it was a, you know, it was a landslide until it was a landslide at the end of the second quarter where just a barrage of points by Ohio State. That honestly changed the momentum. But then again, at the end of the, at the, after halftime, the start of the third quarter, Rutgers has a great drive. Raekwon O'Neal scores his first touchdown on basically a tackle eligible play. So if that that punt doesn't happen, I bet it's a lot closer game in the second quarter because 35-3, even though that it shows that they were up by a lot, the game was a little bit closer than that score. Yeah, and then from Ohio State's perspective, you would think, oh, why would they run that against Rutgers? Like, why wouldn't they save it for like uh, Michigan or the team up north, as they would say, um, or Penn State. Or actually, they played Penn State already. Or, um, or like uh, a playoff or a Big Ten championship. Like, why would why would they run it against Rutgers? Well, I think also there's another side of that where it's like, okay, like we showed this, and now other teams have to prepare for it, and that takes up more practice time on their end, preparing for something that might happen, might not happen. And then the same concept I think applies to Rutgers running all these trick plays with throwbacks on kickoffs and punts and um, tackle eligible plays. I think you you run those plays um, because they give you a chance to win, but you also run those types of plays because teams have to prepare for them now. And instead of 
spending the time to prepare for your base packages or other sorts of wrinkles that you have, like they have to spend the extra five, 10 minutes on those trick plays. And, you know, there's only so much time in a week to prepare for a division one big 10 football team. I think what was crazy is that they basically ran two throwback kickoffs in the same game. You know, they ran on the opening kickoff, um, Crookshank caught it and then threw it all the way back to Bo Melton. And then, you know, the same thing happened. Crookshank on the punt return for a touchdown was returned and threw it all the way back to Bo Melton again. So the fact that they pulled both of those off in the same play game is absolutely ridiculous and is a testament to, you know, the coaching and just how well they executed those plays. Because, you know, sometimes if a team, if you run all these trick plays, the other team is probably wary that it's going to happen. But the fact that they were still able to execute all these is incredible preparation by everybody. What was your favorite trick play that they ran? I mean, my my personal one was uh, the punt return by Bo Melton. The fact that you know, even though that he had a lot of open space after the lateral, he basically cut across the field and basically ran it outran everyone, and it was just an incredible play. Um, I would say that probably the the punt return, but um, just because I I was a receiver also back when I played, and that that's kind of a really cool play to run. But I would say. I would say that was my favorite one, but I think the the coolest and the best play was probably the one to Raekwon O'Neal because that that just like you just don't expect that coming. And it's funny because Rutgers tried to run that exact same play last year against Ohio State, or was it the year before? They tried to run it, I think. You know, it was Jonah Jackson's senior year. I'm pretty sure they tried to run at Rutgers before he transferred to Ohio State. I remember going to a game and they tried to run it to him. It was either against Michigan or Ohio State. I think it was Michigan, actually. They tried to run that exact same play to him on the goal line. It didn't work. Um, so just just seeing it finally uh, come to fruition is pretty cool. I mean, you got to think that play has been in the Rutgers arsenal for a while now. I mean, last year, Mc, uh, McNulty, the offensive coordinator, he was the offensive coordinator in 06 and 07 with Coach Chiano. Uh, so you got to think that that's been in Greg Shiano's arsenal for a while, that play. Oh, absolutely. I think the craziest part was that, you know, we were watching Noah Vedral play, and then all of a sudden he threw back, and Rayquan knew it was wide open and wasn't even in the screen. So that was an absolutely incredible play. It was really well executed. You know, nobody saw it coming. And, you know, whenever you see a big guy score a touchdown, it's one of the most, you know, it's one of the best feelings in the world. You know, those guys block everybody for every play you know like they're grinding for two hours you know getting beat up then when they finally score a touchdown it's like the happiest moment in the world yeah and you forget they actually ran another trick play on the two-point conversion uh in the second half uh melton was going to throw the ball to vedril that was actually i think that was basically the philly special yeah no it absolutely was a philly special i mean i i want to get your opinion on this but uh you know going for all those two-point conversions i mean i personally get you trying to win the game and trying to get back um, so I'm, I'm all for Greg Shiano going for two point conversions every single time. Uh, but what was your opinion on that? Um, I think at that point you just have to play the analytics, right? Um, and football is a very analytically driven game. So I don't know exactly what it was, but when you're down by that much, it probably is better to go for two than to go for seven because you're getting more points and you're, you, the odds of you winning are already not as good. So if you get the two, your odds probably go up of coming back. Um, but I couldn't give you like a, I mean, I couldn't give you an exact analytical answer for that. But I know that, you know, when it comes to two point plays, it's very analytically driven. Yeah, I completely agree. But another thing is that, you know, 
just throwing the kitchen sink at him too, you know, making him defend another play. Like, why wouldn't you just go for two if you're down by that many points every single time? Like, it's the difference between, you know, having one point and then going for two and potentially not getting it is very marginal. So it just shows, again, that Greg Schiano's in it. He's in it to win it basically every single game, and these guys are going to fight every single time they're on the field. And as a Rutgers fan, even though that you don't like the result at the end of the game, it's really good to see that, you know, there's fight and that, you know, they're scrapping and clawing to get their way back in every single game, even though that the outcome might not eventually fall in their favor. Let's get into the defensive side of the ball because I think de- the defense had been a strength for us, um, you know, the first couple games, and I think it had they had some moments during this game. Um, now, some of the struggles um, we brought upon ourselves, and I think some of the struggles is Ohio State's really good. Justin Fields probably going to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, but what did you what did you think of the defense? I thought there were times where we did a really good job, and then there were times where we kind of just just um, you know, it was it was just basically them figuring out what our weaknesses were and where the holes in our defense were and just using their talent to execute it. Look, Justin Fields was absolutely incredible in this game. He made every single throw. And the crazy thing about Justin Fields is that, like, you know, he is a mobile quarterback. So once he gets out of the pocket and the play breaks down, he's really good at finding the open guy, too. So... You know, Alabama has always had trouble, you know, you know, trying to trying to contain dual threat quarterbacks. Look at Deshaun Watson in 2016 and 17, the national title games. So when you have a star player like Justin Fields, who is so incredibly talented and they have all these phenomenal wide receivers on, on the outside, it puts so much stress on the defense because you have to play really well assignment football. But then again, once the play breaks down, Justin Fields can kill you that way. Um, another couple of things, the tackling wasn't overly great. I think that they out physical us. We were kind of getting bullied on the defensive line a little bit. You know, there's a bunch of running lanes. Master Teague um, from Ohio State was kind of running all over us. And, you know, on that one read option where Justin Fields, you know, where he scored, um, everybody crashed down on Master Teague. He pulled it, and, you know, there was nobody there on the outside. So Ohio State is a really good scheme, and, you know, nobody. I don't really see anybody really stopping them. They scored over 40 points against Penn State, who came in as a ranked team this year. So Ohio State's going to score on absolutely everybody. Um, 49 points, I know it looks bad on the back end, but, you know, there were 35 points in the first half. We limited them to two touchdowns in the second half. You know, it really came down to that that fake punt in the middle of the second quarter. So they probably would have scored maybe under 40 if that didn't happen. So we just got to get better. We play better Simon football. Ohio State's going to be really good no matter what they do. And, you know, that's that's about it. It sucks, but that's the reality of the situation. Now, I thought uh, Justin Fields, I mean, there were just – there were certain throws he made that was like um, – I, I couldn't decide if it was our safety needed to get off the hash a little better or he just made some good throws – uh, it's probably a little bit of both, but Rutgers w- runs a lot of two safety looks, and when you run a lot of two safety looks, there's going to be chances for some hole shots. And I thought um, they did a really good job connecting on those plays with their receivers and quarterback. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. And you know, when you run all that read option stuff too, you know, when you, you give the ball to the running back the entire time, then you know you have Justin Fields coming out on the other end. That's just impossible to defend. It's really hard. You have to play perfect assignment football, and if we screw up one time, then you get screwed. Um, you know, on that one of the touchdowns, I think it was towards it was um, towards the end of the third quarter where they he was rolling out and he put it in a perfect place. It was really good coverage, but you know, there's no defense for a perfect throw. So 
I really like Justin Fields. He's going to be Big Ten Player of the Year again. He is going to be a Heisman finalist. The dude has 13 touchdowns. He has more touchdowns than he does in completions this year. He has no interceptions, hasn't turned the ball over. They're on another level offensively, and at you know nobody's going to be everybody's going to have trouble with them. So you can be, and it's more of an offensive game. Football is just do all the rules. So everything that you can throw everything at him, but at the end of the day, Ohio State was just better, and you know that happens sometimes in football. Yeah, but you got to be encouraged by Ruck- Rutgers' effort because I even think that some of the touchdowns, especially the first touchdown, was a was it we gave that to we gave that to him, and you can't give that to a good team like that. I, I thought that the the couple of those hole shots we could have easily defended, or not easily, but I thought if we were um, if we were a little better, we could have got it and. Um, Listen, I'm going to give credit to where credit is due, but I think this is a better Rutgers football team than we even think it is. I th- I think they're a lot better. I think we gave Ohio State some good opportunities. Now, Ohio State earned most of the opportunities, but I definitely think we gave them some stuff, and that makes me feel good about this team. Well, I mean, you can't give anything to a team like Ohio State, and let's just remember – uh, Rutgers' first drive, you know, they maybe got, they, I think Rutgers' first drive, they stalled out. Then Ohio State went down and scored. Rutgers' second drive, they were driving the entire field. They had first and goal from the two, and they had a holding penalty. So when you have holding penalties inside the five, or just any penalty inside the five on, like, you know, first or second and goal, that kills you mentally, and it gives, you know, so much energy to the opposing team. So if we got a touchdown on our second drive, this could look like a different game, too. So it was 7 to 3 after, you know, Rutgers had two drives. It could have been 7 to 7 pretty easy. Easily. penalties kill you you know those little things that's why you have to be perfect against these really good teams because if you're not they're gonna bite you at, it's gonna it's gonna really kill you at the end and you know that's that's what happened on that second drive that's another point in the game where we could have had more points and it's just really encouraging to see Rutgers be that and if we we can turn those mistakes into non-mistakes we're gonna be a really good football team in the future yeah, my one pet peeve going back to where we settled for three my one pet peeve of our offense um, is I feel like we haven't really shown when the Johnny Langan package, him giving to that jet motion coming across. Does that make sense? Yep. No, it makes total sense. He he always runs it or it's a pass. You know, it's there's like no fake, that, he yeah. fakes that jet motion and then like that fake takes time. And then when you're going up against a really good offensive or defensive front, I feel like you're going to need like all the time you can get, although those types of plays are not meant to be quick hitters. Um, but I do feel like I do feel like they're going to at some point give that jet motion. I mean, you would think at some point just to keep the defense honest, but, you know, they've been pretty successful with that goal line package. You know, Langan has a rushing touchdown in every single game this year, and he had actually had a throwing touchdown this past week. Oh yeah. He's, 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 I'm, I'm nitpicking, but, but he, they, they've been awesome in that package. I'm nitpicking, but, but, but you're completely right though. When you get into the later season, you know, and everybody's preparing for that, they're just going to assume Johnny Langan's going to run the entire time. They're going to put so many people in the box. You got to give it to the jet guy just to keep everyone honest. And that keeps, and that, you know, keeps the defense on the toes and then you control the game again. Yeah, and you know it was also staying on the topic of quarterbacks. It, it was good to see Art get some playing time. He's a good guy, works hard, um, so it was great to see. And he looked pretty good too. I don't think he looked good enough to start a quarterback controversy. I actually thought Noah Vedrill played pretty well. Uh, to my, I, I don't think he turned the ball over throwing throwing at least, right? 
Uh, no, he just had a fumble towards the end of the game when he was trying to make a play. Yeah, so the turnover yeah. battle was really just one, 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 uh, one to one. So that didn't really kill us. So yeah, so that wasn't that big of a deal. So I think, I think this is still Noah Vedral's Vedral's job. I know some people, uh, after the way he played last week. I mean, the Big Ten announcers were questioning him like the whole time. It was like, dude, chill. Yeah, Noah, Noah's our guy. I think he should be. Um, one thing that I noticed, just you know, going back to the bar, box score. Isaiah Pacheco, who is arguably our bet one, it's like Crookshank, Bo Mellon, Isaiah Pacheco, like those three are our three most explosive players. He only had set, he only had seven carries. Um, I know that you know the game kind of got out of hand, and Noah Vedral ended up throwing it 33 times and 49 total times as a team co- uh, combined with Langan and uh, Sitowski. But you gotta feed the beast, you know. You gotta like keep everyone honest. I understand. Nah, nah. I mean, the, the, you, when you're playing from behind, dude, like that's a tough sell. No, it's a ve- it's a very tough sell, and I completely agree. But you know, even earlier in the game, just give him a couple more touches. But you know, I mean, he was getting nowhere in the first half, dude. We're down thirty-five to three. <laughs> it's a little. Nowhere. Yeah, I mean. It's a little. I mean, obviously, it's tough. You know, I just really like the way he runs. And you know, he had that really long. Yeah. He had that really. He broke one. But that's that's what I'm saying is that like you know, with a guy like that, hopefully that he breaks one. And you know, he does have that big play potential. So you kind of just got to keep feeding him. Yeah, similar to I guess like a guy like Saquon Barkley with the Giants his rookie year, he would like he'd be bottled up for like ten carries, and then he'd get that one sixty eight yarder. Yeah, I mean that's just my opinion. Just being, you know, we used to play running back. You know, you want to keep feet. You know, we want to keep getting the rock because eventually, you know, you think you're going to break one, and he eventually did. So, you know, Ohio State's obviously a really tough opponent, and we really weren't doing much, so we had to keep throwing it. But against Illinois next week, I hope that they pound the rock because Isaiah Pacheco is an absolute beast. We look forward uh, to talking with you guys, previewing the Illinois game, another winnable game by Rutgers. Um, you know, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We want to keep this thing growing. If you have any suggestions, email us at believeinru at gmail.com. That's B-L-E-A-V-I-N-R-U at gmail.com. Look forward to talking to you guys in a couple days. Hey, you made it to the end, or I'm just talking to myself and Ryan. You stay classy, Piscataway.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.